Welcome, everybody. This is Welcome to the Sweet Podcast, and thank you all for joining. I'm Gary Salazar. I'm the Director of Continuing Education and Workforce Training here at Idaho State University. And uh, we work within the College of Technology. We provide non-credit uh, classes and workforce training to our community. Uh, today, joining us is uh, J.R. Farnsworth. He's a firefighter and an EMT working out at the Chubbuck Fire Station. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. We'll be talking with JR about the upcoming summer's uh, Junior Firefighting Camp. This is iteration number two. So this looks to be a real interesting conversation. Uh, reminder of everybody, to everybody, our format is going to be very conversational. We'll focus uh, on the topic and uh, keep it very light uh, and conversational in, in terms of what we're doing here. Uh, 20 minutes comes by pretty quickly, so uh, when 20 minutes hits, and by the way, we started the 20-minute clock as soon as I said welcome, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up at that point when the buzzer hits. So that's our format, and here we are today. JR, again, welcome. Uh, Thank you. Sweet talk. This is Continue Education Workforce Training Podcast. Uh, let's go ahead and get started. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. You've got a pretty good history there. I've got, yeah. Um, I've been a firefighter now for almost nine years with the Chubbuck Fire Department. Um, nine years of that has now been paid call, but the last three years I actually have been a full-time career firefighter for Chubbuck. Been excited about being there. Um, I like looking forward to making some changes and you know, inspiring youth to actually come up into the fire ranks. So kind of give you a little bit of uh, my background, my resume. So I actually have my, uh, Bachelor's of Science in Fire Science that I achieved last year from Purdue Global. And now I'm working on my Master's in Business Administration as well. Whoa, Almost yep. complete with that. Um, so working on the educational degrees, one of my uh, career goals is to actually go through National Fire Academy and get my Executive Fire Officer. So some of the things I'm working towards. Um, I have family history in the fire service. My grandpa used to be the oldest retired firefighter in Pocatello. Served in uh, that Fort Pocatello fire from 1940 to 1972. And uh, so he was a lot of the inspiration to me becoming a firefighter. And now my cousin is a firefighter up with uh, Idaho Falls Fire Department. He's a captain up there. I have a second cousin that just barely hired on with Pocatello Fire Department. So we got some family history throughout uh, the fire service here locally. That's pretty good. That's very cool. That's uh, an extensive history, a lot of background here in Idaho. Uh, certainly some good plans for yourself moving forward. Congratula congratulations on the bachelor's degree. Thanks. MBA, uh, is, that's awesome for you to go forward. Uh, I'd like to see people coming up. And it's a great role model for anybody who's thinking of going into uh, firefighting. So let's talk a little bit right now about uh, this junior firefighting camp. It's a, uh, a pretty interesting idea. Uh, I know there's a flyer out on it right now. Uh, this thing is scheduled from June 15th and 16th, goes from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. And uh, where did this idea come from? What is a junior firefighting camp? <laughs> well, you know, I had really never thought about a junior firefighter camp until about 2016. So kind of give you a little history. Um, I turned 18 years old, thought about being a firefighter just like my grandpa. There was a battalion chief that says, don't even bother. There's 2,500 uh, people trying to get in to be a firefighter. 
and so don't bother. So it kind of turned me away from that. Um, fast forward, I ended up working uh, for a local dealership and met a couple Chubbuck firefighters at that point. I'm like, you know, how do I get involved with firefighting? And they told me the, the hiring process for Chubbuck Fire. So I got hired on there. Once I was a paid call, I really wanted to get into that full-time career spot. So I actually met up, got some mentors in the process. A group called Fire Alumni actually had a seminar down in Sacramento. So I went down there, got involved with the Fire Alumni guys that prep people for becoming uh, firefighters, career firefighters. And part of that was to actually go to Firehouse Expo in, Nash or, uh, yeah, Firehouse Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. While I was there, I actually met this lit girl named Christina Padilla. She's 19 years old, helping out with the firehouse, trying to get hired as well. And she tells me that the reason she got involved was because of a junior firefighter camp um, there in Roseville, California. So their firefighter camp, it's a little bit more extensive than ours is. Theirs is actually a five-day camp. Um, you know, so, but doing a lot of the same stuff that we're doing at our two-day camp. So I started looking. I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is great for getting youth involved. I looked at uh, another university's, West Virginia University's uh, program, and I'm like, we can easily put this together. I wanted it to be all-inclusive. I didn't want it to just be Chubbuck residents or Pocatel residents. I wanted to involve the whole area. So that's when I came to CWT and presented the idea to you guys. And, um, so everybody seemed to think it was a great idea, so we uh, started putting it together. And last year we had a great camp. Yes, we did. We've gotten a lot of great feedback from that. So let, let me go back a second. That's a, that's a tremendous kind of a, a, a journey there to get to this point. So you met another person who's putting on a similar camp in California, and this is for their youth. And they were going to, hit, the youth would come and uh, join and they'd experience similar types of activities. Except for she was actually a part, one of the youth going through that deal. So she, she was giving, yep, she went through it and gave me the ideas of what they did. Ah, that's awesome. Do you know if she got hired? Um, I'm not sure if she got hired or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good for her and good for you taking that idea. So here we are, last year you had a, uh, the first ever junior firefighting camp here in, uh, in Chubbuck. Mm -hmm. It was out at the firehouse. And uh, tell us a little bit how that went. I mean, what was it, what was the, uh, how many events did you have in there? Who attended that? Um, we had a total of about 16 events going on, 16 different stations. We had put on turnout gears. We're in the SCBA, which is the air packs that the firefighters wear. We talked about fire apparatus, did some forcible entry. Um, that was one of the highlights because the kids got to actually force the door open. Um, did work with fire extinguishers. Um, we did stop the bleed. Um, for some reason, lots of the kids like to see a lot of the gory stuff. So, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Um, but it was important on that stop the bleed for me because I wanted kids to also know how to basically save somebody if we have a critical incident um, that seems to be happening more and more. So I thought that was important one for them to learn. Uh, of course, we got to play with hoses mm -hmm. and ladders. And uh, yeah, so it was a great time for everybody. How many days was that event that we had? 
that was a two-day camp, and we actually had 17 uh, campers basically uh, come and participate. And we, re we did 13 to 18 last year. Um, we decided this year we're going to move it up in the age group for, for 14 to 18-year-olds. 14 to 18, we think Correct. that's a better group right now for the learning that goes on? Correct. All right, that's tremendous. Okay, so we got feedback on it. Did you get some feedback from the kids who were there? What, what did they tell you? Kids told me they totally loved it. Again, they stopped the bleed was one of their favorite stations. Um, you also, forcible entry, mm -hmm. doing the search and rescue, climbing ladders. I mean, for, for the most part, these kids, they kind of said they were a little bored at first because we're getting, instilling some of the fundamentals. But that second day, they got to see everything put come together and how much they had actually improved just in that one day. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I saw some of those kids, and, and there was actually a large group picture taken at the end of this thing. I'm amazed you found outfits to fit everybody. <laughs> I mean, you had some little kids out there, and they're wearing a full-fledged uh, fireman's outfit. I mean, where, where did you get all that gear? Um, actually, most of that gear came from uh, Mark Brood's class, which he runs the School District 25's First Responder Academy. Okay. So he was, he was part of the process, um, which is another reason why we had the camp, is we kind of want to lead kids into taking that first responder course at uh, School District 25. Oh. Um, cool. So kind of a transition to get from the camp to the school district and then eventually want to get them into the full-time fire service. So you, you've established like the front end for a pipeline, potential pipeline for folks who want to go career into firefighting. Correct. Now that's awesome. So when you when you think back to I mean this is this is a great story but when you think back and what you saw with the young lady in California with the five-day event what you're doing now do you think uh, they're very similar? Are they going in the same direction? I, I think they're going in the same direction. Um, you know, like I said, we're not quite to where they are, but I'd like to get there someday. This year, you know, we are doing an upgrade on our camp. So last year it was all at Chubbuck Fire Department. This year, Polktel Fire Department, Kim Stouts, is, their community specialist, is involved. And so Polky is going to take one day at their station and a second day at Chubbuck Fire. So you're splitting it up this time. We're splitting it up this time, so both agencies get to uh, share this experience with the kid, with the youth. No, that's terrific. I think I think that goes along with your earlier idea of being inclusive. But I, I'm curious, why did that come about? Did they look at you and say, "Hey, we want to do this too," or did you say, "I think this is a great thing. Why don't we all get involved with it?" How did that come about? It, it was. I had the idea of I basically wanted to start involving more uh, more agencies, and so I reached out to Kim. Said, "Kim, would you like to join our uh, our uh, youth here?" And course she was all over it and they've been the great support for uh, getting this developed for this year they've got a their training tower over there on on uh, Hayes that's going to be great for these kids um, Chubby unfortunately doesn't have one of those great training towers so we're looking forward to sharing some of our uh, apparatus and equipment with these with the youth now that's great so we're gonna add in a new training tower that's that mm -hmm. tall tower out there behind the fire station yep and uh, what else is new this year besides the two sites in that training tower so we are doing a couple different uh, stations we're repeating some of them but uh, we also are adding some extra so extrication demonstration we're adding some length to that we found out that there wasn't quite the uh, time length needed last year so the kids are actually going to watch Polktel firefighters tear apart a car, mm -hmm. and then they're going to get to help do another one. 
So that, was that with the uh, what I think is the jaws of life? Is that? Yep, the jaws of life. You're gonna let the kids handle that thing too? Uh, with some help. <laughs> with some help. <laughs> well, that, that's awesome. I mean, what a cool thing this is. All right, so now we got two sites to it. One day you're at in Chubbuck. Correct. And the next day you're in this other place. Yeah, we're starting off in Polktel Fire Department. Second day we'll be in Chubbuck. Okay. And both days there's some kind of a meal that'll be offered. Are they taking a break for a meal? Yep, we're taking a break for the meal. Firehouse Subs has given us a decent price on some meals for the uh, for day one and then chubby Domino's pizza has actually donated the lunch for that uh, for that event oh good on firehouse and good on Domino pizza that's excellent and thanks for doing that guys this sounds like a terrific terrific thing so if I was to let me put it back together here we got this this entry-level piece mm -hmm. then there's a uh, a, a firehouse uh, academy at the high school? Correct, School District 25. School District 25. And then if somebody is able to go through both of those, would they be eligible then to start applying to be a fireman? You can actually apply at 18. Okay, without um, any training? Without any training. We uh, basically, there's a process they go through and they'll get the training. Um, whether they apply for Chubbuck or Pocatello Fire Department, any of them, most departments actually provide the training. Uh -huh. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to school to get the education, they'll train you. Um, something that's in the work is we have an explorer post um, that's trying to be developed at Chubbuck Fire Department right now as well. That will actually be work for 14 to 21 year olds. And for that Explorer post, I get that thing set up, I'll actually have that transition all the way to becoming a career firefighter. That's pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. good. Let me go back again a second. Is, is one of the reasons we're doing this is we're seeing a need for more firefighters, right? We are seeing a huge need for more firefighters. Um, just recently, the NFPA actually re released some statistics in their 2017 uh, fire department profile. And 27, to, so over half, of the firefighters in the U.S. right now are between the ages of 30 and 49. So they're getting close to retiring. They are very close to retiring. Right now there is only 3% that is in the 18 to 19 range and only 21% in that 20 to 29 range. Uh, so yeah. we are definitely seeing a need. Um, of course, I, I pursue the career side of it, but there are also volunteer fire departments out there that are also looking for help as well. I see. Okay, so one of the one of the cool things that I that I am I'm getting from this is we have a workforce issue in our country with firefighters, and that's, Very much that's so. around our nation, right? Correct. And, and it's not this isn't the only industry. A lot of a lot of fields are facing the same thing. But this event, this little summer camp, a little summer camp, a little summer camp, is helping set the stage for a pipeline for new firefighters coming up. Correct. I mean, so so you're putting a lot of work in this thing, and it's gonna it's gonna pay off. You've already gotten a lot of interest from this. You know, we did a, a catalog with Sweet. We put that picture on there, and we got a lot of positive feedback from parents on folks who saw that. So I mean, that was really nice in itself. But it helps highlight uh, that this is a great career. It's a great field to get into. It's you the know. best job on earth. Best job. On best earth. job on earth, right there. All right. All right. So uh, I think I've got I've got the picture here, but. Do you, are you aiming towards a five-day camp, or is two days it? What do you see in the future for this? I see in the future, I believe we could actually get a five-day camp um, involved. Basically, it would take having, you know, of course, more agencies involved. We've got a lot more agencies we can still reach out to. Um, there's actually another uh, group called the uh, Eastern Idle Fools that uh, 
They're actually a group of firefighters that are involved deeply in the training. And so Did you say I say Eastern Idaho Fools. Fraternal Order of Leatherhead Society. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, we're called the Fools. All right. Um, so I'm involved with that group, and I'd like to eventually see that group possibly take this on as uh, part of their training as well. And if we get that to happen, I could easily see a five-day camp happening. Well, that, that would be great. Now, is this only in eastern Idaho, or is something similar taking place in other places around our state? Um, actually, I haven't seen one anywhere else. I'm not saying that there isn't one. Um, there's a lot of fire conferences that go on for firefighters, but I haven't seen too much for the youth. And I think the youth is really where we need to start building that uh, structure for the next generation of firefighters. Capitalizing on that great interest, getting them, getting them to see that it's very doable, very possible. You know, another thing that happened last year at this, uh, it was, I saw it during the, the last event, you had a, a burn. You had a controlled burn, <laughs> yes. right? And, and that was pretty awesome because you kept trying to show how uh, fire is controlled by by the draft, by the air that was there. Uh, but there was this tall guy lurking around out there. It was Mayor England. Yes. He was walking around and scoping it out. He saw the whole thing. Did you get a chance to talk with him or see what it Mayor England was very impressed with it. Mm -hmm. um, and it is something we will be doing again this year. I think it's important to really show people how fire behavior, such as closing your bedroom door, getting that bedroom door can actually help save a life. Um, how opening windows and closing windows actually cause fire to move throughout a structure. So this year, we're going to again send that invite out to the city councils, both Polktel and Chubbuck. So hopefully we'll see Mayor Blad this year yeah. and we'll get Mayor England there again. And we're also bringing some of our sponsors in. We got some, uh, those that are, have stepped up on the sponsorships. We got some special plaques for them this year. So uh, we're going to invite them out to also come in and uh, watch us burn down the simulated house. <laughs> I thought that was the neatest event out there. And certainly all the kids, everybody was participating. Uh, they were keenly interested in watching that. There's a lot of comments from them about, go ahead and burn it up or open that <laughs> up. Uh, that was really neat for them. After you also ha uh, had the time to explain it to them. Um, there is something else that happened uh, since then that I want to talk with you about. But first off, what are the, the challenges you see to putting this on as we move forward? You mentioned getting more people involved in associations, uh, but are there challenges that, you know, you go back and you go, I wish there was a way for us to get past this. Is there anything coming up? Um, some of the challenges, of course, is just uh, firefighter interest. We need more firefighters to be interested in helping out the youth and getting involved. I know they have busy schedules. Most firefighters have a second job. Um, just, you know, for whatever reason that is. But, uh, you know, so they have a lot of busy lives. A lot of firefighters are involved in the community. And so, you know, if we can just get more firefighters involved. Right now I do have firefighters coming from Twin Falls, um, possibly a couple from uh, Idle Falls, uh, Pocatello, Blackfoot. So uh, the more firefighters we can get involved, the better. That's great, that's great. So all the way out to Twin Falls, you have some support out there, that's yep. awesome. Uh, you know, another way to probably uh, interest some of these guys, and there was some discussion about putting together a calendar, a fireman's calendar. Out, yes. Out of this. <laughs> you know, and we're, we're talking the nice calendar. The nice calendar. <laughs> but I do remember some of the firemen saying, I better go, uh, better go work out a little bit. Uh, we might go that way, but I think even better, something that might be even catchier would be if we had a kid's calendar. Yes. Something that we picked up some of the pictures from. We'll have some photographies, photography out there. We'll get some uh, cameras. There may be some terrific pictures that we can use and then 
create a 12-month calendar to, just to remind people. And perhaps in something like that, you know, we can put some special dates or remember this, remember that, or preparation, reach out to us. That would be a very intriguing event to kind of pull together. Yeah, we had some great pictures last year, and uh, I think, you know, putting the kids in some kind of calendar, I think that would be perfect. Yeah, I would too. All right, so um, I think I've reached... Wow, how's that? There's your 20 time, minutes. <laughs> We're at the end of our, uh, of our podcast. Let me stop this thing. And I just cancel. You know, I never can do this. There we go. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> That's right. So our time is up, JR. Thank you for um, coming out here and talking with us this, uh, this podcast and talking to us about the, uh, the summer camp. It's going to be an awesome camp. Uh, really appreciate it all this effort that you're doing, putting into us, this is gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we hope our audience has gained some, uh, some great insights into this event, into anything else that might be of interest. Uh, if you're curious about how to register, or if you'd like to be a participant in this, just uh, come on out to our website, cetrain.isu.edu. Look around, that's where you can register. We have a lot of other videos and uh, newsletters out there. Hope you uh, sign up for our blog, and uh, thanks for joining us once again. Go on Sweet Talk. Mm -hmm.